Hello and thanks for joining us. My name's Ian Stroud. And my name is David Malone. And this is Hyperland. Well, since we did our first banking podcast, mm. there's been further information that's come out. Yeah, I thought it was um I thought it was worth having a quick look at the the continuing fallout of Signature and Silicon Valley Bank and now First Republic. Yeah. Um and there are a lot will be written about it, but there was just a couple of things which which struck me. First Republic is quite a big bank. Yeah. It's um fifteenth largest in the States. Um, that's not medium. No, that's, that's that's a pretty big bank. Yeah. And also the Silicon Valley uh, collapse. I can't remember. I think it was it's one of the largest collapses that there has been. Uh, in fact, it was only Washington Mutual back in 2008, which was a larger bank collapse. Yeah. Now, I mean, other big financial things have gone down, but Silicon Valley Bank's collapse is, is big. That's, I mean, it's all significant, but they're now sort of trying to explain it a bit better than they had before, perhaps. Not, not about rumours that were going around and runs on banks. That seemed to be... Yeah, and there's, there's something to that, but it's the nature of the run on the bank. Because I, I, I don't know, I think most people, when they hear well, there's a run on the bank, certainly in this country... Yeah, you, we think you, of you Northern, think, Northern Rock, don't we? Exactly. And yeah. so it's, it's, it's Mrs. Miggins down the corner and your Aunt, your, your aunt Sally and your, your, yeah. the bloke from the pub and they're all outside saying, can I have my five quid back, please? Yes. Well, that's not the nature of this. Um, and there's something interesting about it because the, there was some talk when it went down about bank deposit insurance and i remember you t- selling us right. the exact thing with the the trust yeah okay so it, it does link up in a really interesting way because bank deposit insurance in the states i think was 250,000 that's the that's amount right. that yes. you're insured at. Yeah. here it's 85 grand yeah. i think right. yeah now for i don't know anyone i don't know anyone who has 85,000 pounds in the bank do you <laughs> I mean, anyone at all no, but I'm sure we, we both wish we did. Yeah, but have you ever met anyone that had more than 85 grand in the bank? I think I've met two people. Maybe one or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think. I'd... So most people... They were running away at the time. Yeah. <laughs> most people, that kind of insurance is fine. For, for 80%, probably more, yeah. of the population, having insurance up to 85 grand and run, is, is fine. Yeah, yeah. So why would you need to raise the insurance level? Oh, to, to the 250 Above the, that. I mean, they were talking this, about insuring it yeah. for the full cost. In fact, they have promised that in the States for Silicon Valley Bank. Well, so I had a quick look at that. And banks de- differ on the number of insure, uninsured and insured depositors. Insured yeah. depositors means people who've got less than 85 grand in the bank or less than $250,000 in the yeah. bank. If you've got much more than that, you're counted as an uninsured depositor. And some banks virtually, I mean, like a little local savings and loan or a little local bank, nearly all its depositors will be insured. So even if the bank fell down, under present legislation, you would all get to, all all the ordinary people will get their money back. Interestingly, Silicon Valley Bank, 93.9% of its depositors were uninsured. Yeah. Okay, so nearly everyone that banked there was banking very more, large amounts yeah, of money. Yeah, more than $250,000. Yeah. yeah. A lot of their 
uh, clients were Silicon Valley startups and you know yeah. tech companies. Yeah, and they were depositing very large sums of money because of the very large amounts of cheap money that have been floating well, around. Well, the when these rumors years. were going out, there were quite a few um, interviews with companies over there, sort of saying basically, yeah, we we had five six million in there. I heard these rumors and. Uh, luckily, uh, we can do everything online, and I just took it out. So that multiple cases of that is the run. But like you're saying, it's not fifty quid; it's it's multiple millions being taken out at once. Mm. I, I hadn't. Well, I mean, with um, the one that's uh, this weekend possibly going under. First Republic, it's not possibly; it's going. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. No, but but with them, I hadn't realised how big they were. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a case of uh, and it's huge. gone. <laughs> I mean, what, one, very one, large. one little thing that probably isn't helping the um, the conversation too much, apart from the fact that they're taking the money out and they're putting it somewhere, and I assume they're putting it into the big banks. So all of this is only going to be helping the larger banks. Well, it's certainly going to mean there's going to be a further consolidation. Yeah. So the big banks will get even bigger because um, Morgan Chase put seventy billion in to prop them up. Yeah. This is into First Republic. It hasn't. Yeah. Now that seventy billion, they will get back. The the, the federal government will make sure that doesn't disappear. Yeah. And JP Plus, Morgan put in some into I think into the Silicon Valley one. Well, that went could well be, and uh, and and a consortium of eleven other banks. But there's another part to this because if if it had just been the case that Silicon Valley had you know nearly all its depositors were big. That's yeah. a problem. It means they can whip the money out. But the other interesting part is, how had they invested that money, all these deposits? And it turns out that they'd invested it in what are called um, hold-to-maturity securities. So in other words, a fixed-income security, yeah. which can be a bond, where you can't get your money out. Right. right? And it might be locked in for, say, 10 years. Yeah. In the category of their of their books, it says loans and hold to maturity of securities. How much of of the deposits from their big deposits have mm. been in lo- invested in that way? And the thing is, your money's locked in, right? Yeah. You can't just go quick. I need the money back out. Yeah, yeah. So the bank couldn't just get the cash back out for their clients. They would have had to have sold the security, the hold to maturity security right, okay, that they had okay. bought with that money, and the the value of that has been going down because interest rates have been going up. So yes. as interest rates go up, the the value of value of what they've invested in is going is down. going down because of the the particular nature of those investments, which yeah. is okay. these hold to maturity government bonds, for instance. All right, so they couldn't get the money out quickly, and if they had to have a fire sale, yeah, the money would go down even further. So they would not be able to reimburse all of their clients. Yes. Yeah and haven't been able to reimburse all their clients. So they have, they're, they're now insolvent. But so you might think, okay, what other banks? How, how, how many, are, is that very unusual where a bank has large depositors and has tied up their deposits in yeah. illiquid investments? Well, Signature Bank mm-hmm. that went down, they had... 89.7% of their depositors were uninsured and 93.3% of their investments were also in these. In this, yeah. Okay. So 
there's another. First Republic. Another. Only 67%, that's still pretty high, of their deposits uninsured. were uninsured. Yeah. And they had 110.6%. Now, yeah, okay, I can see you frowning. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the world of banking. Is this called leverage? <laughs> Very probably, yeah. Right. We, we can't, I mean, I, I haven't got yeah. access to anything. I can't drill down in that. Yeah. But I was Sounds glad to see that both of your eyebrows shot up to the top of your head like, <laughs> what? Well, that is banking for you. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, City National Bank, yeah, 70.4% of their depositors are uninsured and 93.6% in H2M securities and loans. So they haven't gone bust yet, yeah. but they're in the same predicament pretty much as Signature. So if you were going to say, hmm, might this spread? I'd be worried if my money was in City National. Well, maybe, now, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know. They might be in fine shape, Yeah, Your Honour. You, when you just look at those figures, yeah, and they're separate, there may be dozens of other figures we don't have access to, but just those two, City National yeah. fits the profile of banks that have recently gone under. Um, and City, City National is a subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada. Right. Based in Hollywood and is is the is the bank to the stars. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with them, whether this profile of banks spreads, in which case City National, yeah, I'd be looking at taking <laughs> my money out. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty interesting. And then you've got CIBC Bank of USA, eighty seven point one in these long dated securities. 73% uninsured. So, I mean... So, in other words, I'm saying there's a profile yes, of banks, yes. other uh, banks to watch. What you were pointing out to me in the, the first podcast that we did was the link between the banks and the insurance companies. Yeah, it's a weird one. And I've, I wrote about this years ago because there are these weird ties up, tie-ups between banks and insurers. Particularly, you, you get... Two kinds of trade. Um, you get regulatory capital relief, and then there's another trade called liability-driven investment. Yeah. Both of these worry me. Basically, regulatory capital relief is the way that insurance companies will buy the risk yeah. of risky bank deals. So the, the bank keeps the deal, Yes. Even though the regulator says, well, this is very risky, no, we don't yeah, want to have yeah, yeah. it. But the but insurer I'll, says, fine, well, we'll, 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 we'll insure we'll the risk. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what it means is that the risk, the banks are still doing risky deals. Yeah. But they've removed the risk from a place where the insurers, well, where the regulators right, shine yeah. their light. And now it's gone somewhere where the, the regulators aren't looking. Yeah. So that's just me going, oh, I'm just worried. And, you know, I just, you know, I just do this as a private citizen i have no yeah. inside so that could be rubbish you might just think someone from the banking industry might go oh, what does he know he's just some <laughs> herbert who lives in the north of england fair enough okay uh, yeah that's that's, that's quite true but i was it's interested that after silicon valley went down yeah the swiss regulators said oh we're monitoring our banks and our insurers <laughs> And I'm pretty sure they are now <laughs> <Yeah>. after <laughs> well, Credit Suisse went down. They, yes, I was going to say they had Credit Suisse. But it's interesting that they're, they're, they're looking at both yeah. because there is this tie-up. There is the tie-up between 
banks and the non-banking sector, yeah, which includes insurers and pensions, because let's and this is how it well, might impinge on you and me. Is yeah, these vast insurance companies are also often the pension companies. Yeah, which is where you and I might come a cropper. And uh, there is a you know how there's the there's that list of GCFIs, the globally yeah. yeah. Important I've got systemic, you know. I've got it up in front of yeah. me. Global systemically important financial institutions. Well, there is there is a GCFI list for insurers. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> well, it got a lot less press coverage at the time. Yeah. Um, and this tie up between bank instability and insurers, and then it, in, in my sort of scattergun mind, and this is this is the, the the way I think about it because I'm not a professional and I I just don't have access to all the facts and all of the papers um, reports which people on the inside do so I, I can't compete and I'm you know they know far more than I do I tend to think more sideways yeah and re- the old quasi quarteng list trust fandangle that happened I was just interested in the fact that headline is very next day is oh government has to Bank of England has to step in to, to prop up our pensions. Pensions. And you think, wait, 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 wait a second. Where do yeah, pensions there's, come there's into this? Yeah, nothing mentioned about yeah, that. Yeah, why, why suddenly, why are pensions suddenly at risk? And how can pensions be at risk? Well, pensions buy a lot of bank investments. And th- th- there's, well, there's a tie-up there. Yeah, yeah. And the worrying thing about pensions is that other financial thing I, I, I mentioned, um, liability-driven investment. I see a creeping into pensions of the same kind of lack of prudence that basically has bedeviled the banking sector since 2007, yeah. at least since then. And it's, it's worth just mentioning the, the FDIC report on um, Signature Bank. It said, poor management, pursuit of rapid unrestrained growth with little regard for risk management. <laughs> Well, that, I mean, that's just pointing the finger. That's but but it also it? does make you. Th- I mean, well, yeah. that's that's like saying you know about someone who drives says you know bad road handling, uh, pursuit of unrestrained speeding yeah. around the roads and little regard for brakes. You know, you know that sort of person would be locked up immediately. And the both of the reports for Signature and SVB said management prioritised growth and ignored basic risks. Mm. so and this is it basically just says to me nothing's been learned that 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 you would have read that those reports in 2008 yeah and nine and ten and onwards yeah so it's still going on um but the linking with the pension i mean that's that's worrying i mean that is that's i think it i think it is worrying and as i said this this other thing called um liability driven investment without going into it too much basically because we've had this long, long period of low interest rates, it's yeah. really crippled the pension industry because the pension industry says, invest your money with us. Yeah. And by the time you're 65, or the way things the law keeps changes, by the time yeah. you're 106 and they finally <laughs> let you retire, <laughs> carrying a hod of bricks until you're in your 90s, um, they ha- they, they've often touted, sort of, it, when, during the, the financial times of crisis, oh, 8% growth of... Yeah, of course. There's no way... That well, they can I deliver, mean, they, you, and it's difficult when you've got really, really um, uh, low uh, interest rates 
for the pension companies to deliver that a, growth. A, a pretty yeah. decent growth on the money you're investing, such that it's worth you investing. Yeah, yeah, investing with them at all. And so there has been a pressure for them to take more risks. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a 101 pension lawyers who are saying, that's simply not true. And <laughs> we might well hear from them. But the whole basis of liability-driven investment, I have to keep switching the page to make sure I get that right, Yeah, is basically leverage for pension companies. Okay. And I don't like... I don't like leverage. To, no, just no, the, like leverage bringing those two things together, yeah. pension and leverage, yeah. makes you feel a bit wibbly-wobbly, doesn't it? No, just leverage on its own. Yeah, I but, mean, but I mean, if they want to leverage the car that they're buying, knock yourself right. out, mate, but my pension? No, yeah, don't, no, no, well, not that I have a pension, but don't leverage <laughs> pensions, okay? And basically what they're doing is it's some clever financial jiggery-pokery offered by companies to pension companies, and they say... We will use derivatives, yeah. <laughs> lovely word, to allow you to take some of your money which you should be holding for your regular payouts in the pension yeah. and we will use some leverage so that you can reinvest some of that. So they are now leveraged. Yeah. So now when you get these things together where banks are collapsing because of idiot management and the Swiss are saying we're going to monitor our banks and our insurance yeah. companies, and the insurance companies and pensions are closely related. And, and we're waving. finding that we're now got we've got, and there have been quite a number of reports on this use of. Let me just get the name right again. <laughs> Liability-driven investment, saying mm, we're not sure, and some of the reports have said no, no, they're well capitalized and it's fine. And every time there's a report saying it's well capitalized and it's fine, my red lights start flashing for me. Yeah. So that. They are links. So I'm not an expert, and I am, I am linking one thing to another to another. But when you end up with banks collapsing because of poor management and very poor management, yeah. and the Swiss saying we're going to monitor our banks and our insurance companies, insurance companies and pensions linked together, and I know that there's lots of, of leverage in pension companies, yeah. it leads me to think, oh shit, if this spreads, <laughs> and it and and CEO of Man Investments said he thinks there's going to be more bank collapses, and I tend to agree with him. Yeah. And it the 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 bailout of First Republic, the Americans public is going to bail them out, and they are going to once that the the big banks take the viable parts of the bank. The, yes. The, what's the, left? We will be picking up the usual old shite. Yeah. And in two thousand eight, the threat was we have to bail them out however much it costs because otherwise if all the banks go down, you're going to lose your mortgage. What's going to be, if this continues, yeah. what threat would be the one that you use? And what worries well, me is the if they... Exactly, exactly that. Yeah. Exactly, Ian. That if they just said, oh, you've got to bail them out because you might lose your mortgage, I think some people might just go, you know what? That's the second time you've threatened yeah. me with that. Not yeah. happening. But what happens if they say, oh, your pension company could fall over and your pension will go? And we'll be back with people going reluctantly, oh, all right, well, maybe we do have to bail them out. And that would just be awful. Awful. Yeah. Anyway, that's my... Updates. Thank you for that, mate. Day, mate. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review. And if you'd like to leave a comment, which would be great, we've set up a Hyperland Substack. So go to Substack, look up Hyperland, Leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And if you've got ideas that we should cover, that would be great too. Thanks That'd a lot. Brilliant. Thank you.